Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You know, lately this year, before we do a Paracast, we read about people who are no longer among us. Now, certainly in the paranormal field, we lost Tim Beckley just a few months ago. And in the general pop culture field, just a few days ago, we lost Charlie Watts, the drummer for the Rolling Stones. He was the backbone of that band. So their beats, their rhythms all emerged from his drumsticks. And the one thing I observed about Charlie Watts is he played the drums with traditional fingering. Whereas Ringo did differently. If you play drums, you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, you're not going to care. Were you a Rolling Stones fan, Phyllis Galdi? Not so much, but my son-in-law is a major, major Stones fan, so I've been inundated with it. I'm not a super Stones fan. I like some of their stuff. I'm more into the Beatles myself. And as a matter of fact, in terms of the Beatles, my wife is a fan of the Sirius XM Beatles channel. It's 24-7 Beatles. Now, how could you have a 24-7 radio channel about a band that broke up in 1969? There you go. Anyway, Phyllis, what we're talking to you about is Fate Magazine, of which you're the current owner and publisher and editor. And our guest co-host this week is Bob Zanotti. As for J. Randall Murphy, let's just say that he has gone on to other pursuits. He's working now more on his site to get things worked out over there, and we wish him the best. So, Bob, welcome back to the Paracast. We'll be hearing from you more often in the months to come. What have you been up to? Staying alive, basically, um, and then trying to enjoy life. And thanks very much for having me back on the Paracast. Uh, it's a bit of a strange relationship we have because I'm the voice of the Paracast, you know, introducing and introing and extroing the program and doing the announcements in between. Actually, for those who don't know, you and I go back to the 1960s in New York when I used to do a, a weekly radio show called coffee clutch and guess who was one of my regular guests on that show a fellow by the name of gene steinberg from brooklyn and we had people like jim mosley dom lucchesi jack robinson august c roberts bill dot the spiritualist minister you know you get the drift and that's how you and i met i'm speaking to you from just outside Bern, Switzerland, in the Emmental, where they make the Emmental cheese. I've been here for over 50 years, retired from Swiss Radio International, and I run a website called Switzerland in Sound, dealing with all kinds of things Swiss, and there's some paranormal stuff on there as well, but uh, so much for the, uh, the promo. I've got a big family, I've got four daughters, My oldest one is going to be 49 years old on Sunday, and it will also be our uh, 51st wedding anniversary. We've got six grandchildren. I love nature. I go walking in the woods. We've got a dog, Sparky, a Norfolk Terrier who's on the floor snoozing away, which is what he does best. I think he's got the Nobel Prize as a sleeping dog. We are going to let those sleeping dogs lie. Very, very wise of you, Gene. 
You know, you and I have kept in contact for all of these years. We did have a break in between, but uh, you and I have done a couple of really fun shows together, including what is now would be called a memorial to Jim Mosley and the New York group. Maybe that'll come back as a feature one of these days. But that's basically what I've been doing. As my uh, very wise U.S.-Canadian friend Aubrey Diem used to say, life is like a roll of toilet paper. The closer you get to the end, the faster it goes. So we're trying to slow it down and using less toilet paper, no more than necessary. Of course, in some of these discussions, you need more toilet paper, but I don't want to explain why. (laughs) Phyllis, what led you, amongst all the things you could have done with your life, to publish a paranormal magazine? Well, it started out, I worked for Llewellyn Publication, the second owner of Fate. I was one of their earlier editors, and then when they bought Fate, I wrote for the magazine and always fell in love with it. That's all I wanted to do. So finally, when the owners, Weschke, decided to sell it, I raised my hand, let me, let me, let me buy it. So I've been in debt ever since, but I love it. But how did you personally get involved in the paranormal, Phyllis? I mean... You know, unless you were a ruthless businesswoman, you don't get into a publication like this just for the money. There must have been a love affair involved with the paranormal. You must be a a paranormal type. Well, yes. Early on, all I cared about was science fiction and uh, science fantasy and spooky things. I grew up in a haunted house, so otherworldly things were my companions when I was a young girl. You actually had personal experiences with the great beyond. When I was a small girl, I slept in a little bedroom in the farmhouse off the living room. Every night I would see this ghost standing in my doorway, and it scared the crap out of me. I was terrified. And then when I was maybe 25, they told me, oh, your grandfather died in that room. Duh. If if they would have told me, I wouldn't have been so frightened. But yes, I saw things uh, early on. Or maybe you would have decided you'd rather have another room? I, I would jump out of bed half asleep and go crashing into my parents' bedroom and jump in <laughs> bed with them. <laughs> That's but, what I did. Phyllis, the, the question begs itself or presents itself here or poses itself. Uh, if you uh, looked into the history of the house, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is that perhaps this house had some kind of a history beside your your grandfather. I mean, was he an earthbound spirit? Uh, did it have a history of hauntings before? Did you ever follow this story up? Not so much, but when I got old enough, we would have seances in the living room, and we would black it out, and we had some great experiences when I was older. And my mother was open to um, paranormal things, so they were real open-minded. They never told me ghosts don't exist. They saw things. My mother said when she was first married, there was somebody walking down the stairs, only there was no one there. So my family was pretty open about uh, all of the paranormal they, they, uh, when I was young, they, several of them have seen uh, UFO lights. So uh, they're at the at the same house. Yes. Wow, there is something. Uh, it is a locus of something there going on. Uh, I wonder uh, what what people very commonly would deduce from this with the the hauntings and so on. 
Maybe it was an old burial ground of some kind or maybe an old cemetery that wasn't properly uh, cleansed, spiritually speaking. It would be interesting to uh, to look into that, uh, to find the history of it. Well, we found uh, a lot of Indian bones up in the pasture right across the river. There you Usually go. When you have a river, you have uh, uh, strange energies occurring. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved your story about the the seances. It reminds me of Charlie Chan. I'm a great Charlie Chan fan. The old ones, of course, uh, Sidney Toller and um, Werner Oland, um, and I think Charlie Chan's Secret. I, I love that. That was so big in the '60s, or rather the '30s. Everybody would sit, you know, around the these these stern looking people around the table, the round table, and darkness and trumpets would fly around and all of that. Uh, did you go that far, or is that uh, purely Hollywood? Well, no, I, I went to several spiritualist camps, and, and we had a trumpet in the room, but nothing ever happened. <laughs> so we did have, we, we did have um, occurrences when we would hold seances. One of my uh, daughter's friends uh, was almost pulled across the table. Hey, we got to do our break here. Phyllis Galdi is the editor and publisher of Fate Magazine. We're discussing her early history in the paranormal. Our guest co-host this week is the one, the only Bob Sonati, also our staff announcer. So it's Gene, Bob, and Phyllis. It means you're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name is Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. 
I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Bob Zanotti does not need an echo chamber to do that because he is a built-in echo chamber having been a broadcaster for 379 years. At least. Phyllis, let's get back to this here. So obviously you have a history that led you to an interest in the paranormal. What were you doing before you took the job at Llewellyn then? I was a school teacher. And what did you teach? English. So does my daughter. So maybe your daughter is going to want to be the next owner of Fate magazine, Bob? No, I think she has other preoccupations. So what led you, an English teacher, Phyllis Galdi, to take a job at Llewellyn? Well, it's a long story, but um, one time my father and I were in Minneapolis and on our way down to Des Moines, Iowa, to visit family, and I was just bored looking through the phone book. I would always look through the phone book for anything astrology or metaphysical or paranormal, and I, my, my, my hand, I swear... The page opened up to Llewellyn, and my finger of its own volition pointed on there, oh, I think I'll call them and ask for a job. I had quit teaching at that point, and it was, yeah, it was crazy. And so I called them and asked for if they were hiring, and uh, later on they called me, and the rest is history. What did you do at Llewellyn? I was an editor. Proofreading and editing for several years. I started there in 1985, and then in 2001, um, after they had purchased Fate Magazine, and they were going to kill it. 
there because they weren't making any money on it. They were going to says no, 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 so it's me. Well, we're, we're by coincidence here. We're all, the three of us are all journalists, and Gene and I are old time broadcasters. And we know how things work in the editorial room and in uh, newspapers and magazines and radio stations. And there's one thing from that point of view that interests me a lot. Um, as the editor, I mean, editor in chief, in effect, um, you have to sift through a lot of stuff. You get people offering material. You get people wanting to be connected with the magazine in some way. Uh, how do you go about that triage of finding out, you know, separating the sheep from the goats, the charlatans from stuff which is, in your estimation, worthy of note? Well, I like to think I had a fairly good crap detector, like Hemingway said. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yes, it's I guess you learn that the, the crazies uh, come out of the woodwork. I remember they would they would come and sit in the entryway to the officer wanting to talk to me. And, and when I worked, used, actually did fade out of my home for a while in Minnesota, they would come and, and park in our cul-de-sac and just sit there because they wanted to give me their manuscript. What, what kind of manuscripts? I mean, what what uh, genre of the paranormal? Are we talking UFOs or spiritualists or uh, people, cryptozoologists? How would you categorize these, shall we say, special people in terms of their all, field of interest? All, all of it. Fate covers all aspects of the paranormal. What other subject matter? We've probably written an article on it and studied it and researched it. You know, as an editor, you have to make a, it's it's not an easy job. I've worked in, as an editor, and when you're when you're weighing up the merits of something, uh, in your particular case, you're running a commercial enterprise. You're running a magazine that has to make some money or at least cover its cost. Uh, so commercial considerations are definitely there. On the other hand, as I think we've all come to see or hear from you, you are sincerely, personally involved in this great paranormal field. Um, how generous are you in giving questionable claims and material exposure in the magazine? What is your basis of selection? Well... When I taught school, I would give my students two grades when they would write compositions. I would give them a grade for their creativity, and I would give them another grade for the grammar, because they might have a great idea, but their grammar was crap. But I didn't want to give them a, a bad grade if they had a really cool idea. And I kind of look at the fate articles with the same way, if it's credible. Um, if it's a personal experience, uh, that gives it more credibility than to being some armchair enthusiast. Mm -hmm. So you're not gullible, let's put it that way, but you are critical. Uh, you, you have a, a kind of a, a, a sixth sense, as a good editor would have, separating the sheep from the goats. But you are generous when it comes to the selection. Yes, that is correct. The other question would be, have you been fooled at any time where you publish a story in good faith? It seems credible, and you learn later, wait a minute, it wasn't. I personally have not had that experience. Uh, I mean, I, I guess, uh, I think maybe the previous editors did. When, when, 
when when Llewellyn owned Fate. But I've been really fortunate. To, we have so much to choose from. And 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 I, there is another thing that sometimes you get chills when you read an article. It is so touching, so moving, so heartfelt that it's like it's got to be right. Going back in the past here, and this is something where you have a magazine that can be traced back to 1948. Can you give our listeners, and we'll have to break in a moment here, but we can continue, and that is give our listeners a brief history of Fate Magazine starting in 1948. Well, it started in 1948 with Kenneth Arnold's sightings of the flying discs and uh, covered, it was probably the only game in town, the only nonfiction. There were a lot of pulp magazines, but Fate uh, dealt with uh, all all kinds of paranormal things and quoted from famous authors. Uh-huh. But obviously the founders of Fate magazine, Kurt Fuller worked for a scientific magazine, what was it, Aviation Week or something like that, one of those magazines. And Ray Palmer was editor of a science fiction magazine. How did that combination get together? You know, I, I don't exactly remember. I'll have to do a little story uh, review of that. I actually have a, a tape of an uh, interview with Ray Palmer. It's fascinating. I wish I had the interview I did with Ray Palmer. I interviewed him in 1965, where we all went up to his place in Amherst, Wisconsin. It was fun to find, but it was a kind of town where you say, where does Ray Palmer live at the local service station? And they knew. That's how small a town it was. And it was just a fascinating guy. And later on in the 80s, I interviewed Kurt and Mary Fuller. And they were just this great couple. Did you know them at all? Only talking to them on the phone. And when we did this interview, it was, their timing was fabulous. They just basically feed thoughts and suggestions back and forth. It was amazing. Phyllis Galdi, A Fate, with Gene and with Bob. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We've all seen and perhaps use the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Have you noticed how it dries your skin and as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective? GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam meeting or exceeding all requirements set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration. Come to GCNteam.com, keyword antibacterial, or call 877-878-4203. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com.
USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. The U.S. Embassy in Kabul has told Americans at the city's airport to leave immediately after a credible threat of an attack. The security alert issued on Saturday night said all U.S. citizens in the vicinity of the airport should leave the area and avoid all airport gates. The alert coming after President Biden said earlier on Saturday that he'd been told another attack on the airport was highly likely in the next day or two. Details on the exact nature of the specific and credible threat were not available. And officials in southern Louisiana are urging residents to evacuate as Hurricane Ida bears down on the Gulf Coast. New Orleans's mayor has advised residents to evacuate as several parishes have issued mandatory evacuation orders. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards said Saturday that Ida has the potential to be one of the strongest storms to ever hit his state. He's also mobilized more than 4,000 members of the Louisiana National Guard, with another 5,000 ready to be called into action if needed. Ida could strengthen into a Category 4 storm before it makes landfall on Sunday. This is USA Radio News. Evacuees are still being flown out of Afghanistan as the deadline for the U.S. withdrawal approaches. The State Department estimates there are about 350 Americans still remaining in the country, with at least 5,400 Americans having been evacuated from Afghanistan since the beginning of the operation. But some lawmakers still want more time ahead of Tuesday's deadline. Representative Rob Whitman says that the U.S. should leave Afghanistan only after all Americans are out. The Virginia Republican tells Fox News that the Taliban should not dictate our timeline. There are still Americans that need to be evacuated. Secondly, is that there's still significant risk to our military members on the ground. And we are still facing a deadline that the president refuses to move. I believe the deadline needs to be extended. I don't think we should be... Uh, at the mercy of the Taliban telling us when to get out. This needs to be about a single purpose and a single purpose only, and that is getting every American out of Afghanistan. And we should not have the timeline dictated to us by the Taliban. This is USA Radio News. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Bob Zanotti is our guest co-host. We have Phyllis Galdi of Fate Magazine joining us, and we're discussing briefly the history of the magazine and how it got from there to here. And looking at the current issues, are you still on the newsstand or strictly digital? No, we are not on the newsstand. We are on a subscription and single issue. We are in print and online, both. Are there even newsstand magazines anymore? I don't think there's too many. This is one of the great things about Fate Magazine. It can almost do a play on words here. Fate. 
the fate of Fate magazine has been very positive. You're an incredible survivor, 1948. And you mentioned before that you still deal, you're very generous, a whole palette of paranormal subjects is from what i what you've told me or what you've told us uh, there there isn't anything you're not prepared to touch if you think there's a, a modicum of interest in it but is it possible phyllis to look over the evolution of the magazine over all those years and see how it may have changed you would start it with ufos where is it today can can you sort of qualify or quantify the specific areas of interest that are most popular today as compared to years ago? I think number one is still UFOs. Second is probably life after death and uh, cryptozoology. Well, that really hasn't changed much. It really hasn't changed much then. And I'm not allowed to change it. The the, uh, readers complain like heck if you have too much of one subject in an issue. You know, where's the ghost stories? Where's where's the Bigfoot (laughs) stories? So uh, I kind of have to spread it out to cover everything. Well, based on what you just said now, I get the impression that perhaps therein lies the attraction of the magazine. It, it, it's covering really two groups of people, those who are looking for good old-fashioned scary stories, but, and the others who are serious researchers, people interested in the field who want to learn the latest stuff. Is that a fair estimation of your audience? Yes, definitely. And and they don't want faint to change. If, if it goes one way or the other, uh, we get complaints. Was, they really let us know what they like about the <laughs> magazine. And they, they feel it's their magazine. I am just a steward. I have to ask you one thing. It's not a pet subject of mine, but I don't hear much anymore about the Darrows, this race of people living underground, these nasty people. And um, they were very, very big. Uh, wasn't it Ray Palmer who first, uh, Richard Shaver was the origin of the story. But I think Ray Palmer, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, either of you, but it, it, was, it first came out in Fate magazine. No, it didn't. It came out in Amazing Stories. Amazing Stories. You got right. it. Right. And what happened right. is here is right. not more than a couple of years after the Fullers and Palmer founded Fate magazine, Palmer sold his interest and moved his publishing operations to Wisconsin, ultimately, and had his own Fate magazine knockoff called Search and also Flying Saucers magazine. So he continued to publish Shaver until there was was a falling out between Shaver and Palmer and also the UFO stuff. But I don't recall that Fate did much with Shaver mystery. Do you know? You obviously have access to all the old issues, Phyllis, did they? Not not too much. A few years ago, Doug Skinner, who is the leading expert on the Darrows now, he uh, did an article for us. I'm sure if I asked him, he would he would do some more research. But other than that, it's been kind of a quiet subject. I'm a little surprised about that, uh, Phyllis, because we hear so many stories about Antarctica. Commander Byrd, Admiral Byrd, you know, and all of this, and uh, claims that um, uh, underground caverns and, and 
you know, all of this sort of story. And it seems to really go hand in hand with these old Darrow stories. I'm surprised there is not more interest in the Darrows in that respect. Maybe you should write an article for us, Bob. I tell you, uh, we could combine uh, we could combine spiritualism with one of the experts on the Deros, and that is the late friend, mutual friend of Gene and myself, and that is John J. Robinson, Jack Robinson, who used to live in Jersey City, New Jersey, another regular on my show uh, back in the sixties. And he really knew the Darrow's story and the Taros, the counteracting force, the good guys. The Darrow's the bad guys and the Taros the good guys. Um, we should have a seance with him. Perhaps we could arrange it here on the Paracast. Bob, we've never done a, we've never done a seance. This might be something. Okay, there you go. Uh, I'll send you my bill. I will, and I'll send it to somebody else. I'll find somebody named Bill. <laughs> To send, it, send to. it back to me. <laughs> seriously, seriously, Phyllis, the Longevity of Fate magazine, a magazine that owes its continued existence for, what, 73 years now. How do you do it? It answers a need for many, many people. It's kind of like their alternative to the Bible. They tell me they can't get along without their magazine. It's the only thing they read, the only thing they subscribe to. I think it, it uh, helps their consciousness. Uh, there's uh, security of seeing life after death. Many, many stories. That's the most popular part of the magazine. My proof of survival and true mystic experiences. It's, it's a people's magazine. I'm not sure we asked this question, I, but I, I wanted to get a bit personal about this and ask you, of all the subjects that you know about and you know them all, um, your personal pick, your personal passion in the paranormal, what would that be? That is a hard question. To, I guess I've had a lot of personal paranormal experience. I've seen many, many different kinds of being. Uh, life after death, when people die, they usually show up uh, physically to me. But the, I suppose the UFO is, is very interesting. Probably UFO stuff. I've seen aliens. Mm -hmm. uh, in the area which is not really paranormal anymore, it's becoming mainstream science, the aura. Um, do you read auras no, no, not really. I read poems. I have seen auras on people uh, on occasion, but uh, it's more of a sense of good and bad and troubled. I once reported for Swiss Radio International on a uh, paranormal conference. It used to happen every year in Basel in northern Switzerland on the border with France and Germany. And um, they had some people there who were quite up on auras. And apparently, um, for those interested in technology, uh, they even have special filters uh, that you can put on cameras to actually photograph the auras. And what's very interesting is that uh, the color of the aura, and I saw many of these pictures. I had my own taken as well. Um, and, for example... Red for passion, green for envy. This is the origin, apparently, of these folk expressions. He's green with envy, or 
you know, red with passion, red the, the, the color of passion, yellow, a color of sickliness and uh, uh, gray, people who are very sick and near death are, are, are gray or even black auras. Uh, there seems to be a lot in this. Have you done much about the auras in Fate magazine? Uh, yes, they used to sell aura goggles, I think, way in the past. But many uh, conferences, metaphysical, UFO, paranormal conference I've been to, they have uh, exhibitors there with aura cameras where you can mm-hmm. get your aura taken for $25. So it, it's getting more more accepted, commonplace. I'm going to ask you more about auras in our next segment. Phyllis Galdi of Fate Magazine with Gene and with Bob, you're in. The Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Amazon customer, it's amazing. I just ordered my second bottle. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after I exercise. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off of BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Amazon customer, Extendivite works great. This product has made my blood pressure and cholesterol stable. I highly recommend it. Amazon customer. Excellent herbal formula. I've been using it to keep my cardiovascular system fine-tuned. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T. 
D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800 503 8625 800 503 8625 This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast, The Gold Standard of Paranormal Radio. See, Bob is getting more and more eccentric each time. By the time we get to segment number 11, Bob will be flying with <laughs> echoes and weird sounds. Phyllis Galdi, publisher of Fate magazine. And of course, we've been discussing case histories, different paranormal subjects. The magazine and the magazine can last this long and still be successful. In terms of the readership, Phyllis, is it a lot of the people who have just stuck with the magazine all these years, or are younger people finding out about it? There's two distinct groups of fate readers. It's the new people that are much more techy, and we have a pretty viable website, and they're uh, on uh, all discussions and information in there. And then we have the old school who don't even have a computer, but they, they want their print magazine. So there's two different audiences. I have to jump in here about this subject of high-tech gadgets. I would put it that way. We know that there's been an evolution in research. I have a problem with that word. A lot of it is not research. But investigation, I suppose, is a safer word, uh, into the paranormal. You know, ever since Ghostbusters, I think this has really been a disaster for serious uh, paranormal investigation. Uh, everything today seems to be with high technology. Uh, we have gadgets that record voices from the spirit world. I'm a radio ham, so I know technology, and I, I, I still can't figure this out, how you can record a physical sound coming from the ghost world. And then, of course, um, the Ghostbusters with their gadgets and all of this. You know, you go back quite a ways. Uh, I don't mean to imply that you're a, a, a lady of a certain age, as the French say, but you've seen a lot of this development. How do you feel personally about the, the advent of this high technology in what used to be considered a very serious, very deep, almost spiritual subject? Do the two of them mix? Well, I, unfortunately, I think our society is... is very materialistic and non-spiritual. So I, I decry that. 
Yeah. I think we've got to the point where we think everything can be fixed with, with technology. I remember uh, an interview I, I did many years ago talking about Americans and high technology. Now, nobody get excited. I'm not picking on Americans. Uh, but um, we were talking about the development of technology and, and its impact on, on society. And this was a, uh, a researcher, a scientist, you know, a psychologist. And we were talking about high technology and its impact on, on society. And he said, when it comes to high technology, giving new technology to an American is like putting a case of gin outside the office or the, the meeting room of Alcoholics Anonymous. It seems that American society has become absolutely bonkers, as the British say, over high technology. I'm personally more conservative. I think I'm the three of us probably are in more, I, I, I'm guessing, but I think we're more that vintage of the more traditional approach to these things. Less gadgets and more spirituality. I think that's your message, uh, Phyllis, or did I understand you correctly? That's correct. Yep. Okay. I got one more, Gene, before, you know, I, I'd like to follow up something about UFOs. Because uh, Phyllis says that UFOs are probably still number one. And you've seen all of this stuff coming into your desk. You have your own opinion. You're extremely experienced in this field. I have to ask you your opinion about the origin of UFOs. Highly controversial today. But what is your own take on this, Phyllis? Where do they come from? What are they? Well, my personal opinion is that I think the extraterrestrials seeded people here millions of years ago. Remember 2001 Space Odyssey? When, right. when the, the cave people touched the obelisk and all of a sudden they got smart? Right. Yeah, I, th I think there's many other worlds besides Earth that we're just a small, warlike planet. Yeah, I, I uh, personally, I, I think uh, you're right on there. And I, I also speculate further that perhaps this is the origin of what we loosely term religion today and God. You know, nobody is quite clear about what God is. There is that great force, you know, with all kinds of words and euphemisms and everything else. But it, could it be, I'm just speculating rhetorically, could it be that what is popularly referred to as God or the Creator actually are the ETs who came here, God knows when, <laughs> and, and created us? And, uh, you know, there's so many theories related to this that Earth is really the ark <laughs> uh, in, of the Bible, that, uh, that we're a zoo, you know. You know all of these theories. Uh, we could spend all all night, the whole show, just talking about those theories. But it's it's really fascinating, and no no wonder that UFOs still evoke such interest among uh, uh, the public and certainly your readership. And your question is, I mean, I, I agree with you. No, it was just a comment. That's all. It was. A, okay. It started off as an agreement with you, and then developed into uh, a couple of um, of thoughts along the way. Let me throw something in here for further discussion, Bob and Phyllis. Okay. A Gallup poll released in July, based on a poll conducted in July, just released probably a few days ago. And the question is here, what are UFOs? Where do they come from? And here's the theory. Now, bear in mind, this probably is within the range it's always been where they've taken polls of 
UFO belief systems. This is Gallup's version. And it says, number one, that as of 2019, 33% of the people felt some have been alien spacecraft. That's the actual quote. In July of this year, it's 41%, eight points higher. The second explanation, all explained by human activity, natural phenomenon. It was 60% in 2019. It's now 50%. So higher percentage of people believe in the possibility of spaceships. A small number have no opinion. Now, I've seen surveys over the years, guys, where you get numbers like that. A third to a half of the population believes that UFOs are spaceships. Now, is all this recent publicity enough to have signaled this increase in beliefs? What do you think, Phyllis? Well, I think people are are waking up. My gosh. I mean, there's tons and tons of sightings and spaceships and experiences. Um, how, how can you not uh, accept that there might be something out there? I wonder, uh, Phyllis, this, uh, this paracast is very much North American oriented, but of course it's worldwide on the internet. But I wonder how much uh, being over here in Europe, we don't hear so much about UFOs and the paranormal, it seems to me. In Britain, yes, but of course they're very much plugged into American culture. Uh, do you get much input or much interest in the magazine and the paranormal from Europe or anywhere else in the world outside the U.S., for example? Well, we do have subscribers all over the world, Japan, Singapore, um um, I don't think so much in South America, but they have a lot of paranormal experiences in South America, and they see uh, creatures all the time, it seems like, but but it's worldwide. Do you find belief systems with regard to paranormal subjects are different in different countries? Well, I, I think, the, uh, um, what shall we say, um, Native people have a closer affinity with the earth, and it's easier for them to accept a, a ghost or a spirit. The, most of the civilizations, the, the early ones, have, have their firm beliefs about uh, ghosts and spirits and shamans uh, interceding. And can, we've become so technologically oriented and scientific that we don't want to think about those things in this country, unfortunately. Also, we lost, speaking of doubling and tripling, we lost Don Everly, one of the best harmony singers in the world, very recently. And on a more pleasant note, for our September 5th episode of the Paracast, that's the next episode, we will feature Jacques Vallée on the show. It's been a few years since he's been on. He's got a lot to tell us, so we definitely are welcoming him. As our guest co-host for that week, we'll have Kurt Collins. He runs the Blue Blurry Lines website. Jacques Vallée coming up September 5th. Phyllis Scaldi, publisher editor of Fate Magazine, Bob Sinati, our staff announcer and guest co-host with Gene and with Bob. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. 
I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. The many voices of Bob Zanotti regaling you here. Hmm. Now, this is interesting when you get to paranormal subjects, Phyllis Galdi. If there is an objective reality, wouldn't we all see the same thing? Or is that reality being filtered in such a way that our own culture colors the final perception of this phenomenon or this phenomena? Yes, you took the word right out of my mouth. We're filtered. It depends on how thick our filter is, how open we are, how free we are. Have you gentlemen read any of Timothy Wiley's books? Sorry, I have not. I have not, no. No, I haven't, fellas. Okay. Well, maybe you can explain it further then. Well, according to the Urantia book, which I haven't read and I couldn't read, the thing is 2,000 words long, or pages long. But anyway, he makes the case, uh, the Urantia book does that... uh, People were seated here millions of years ago, and I've read this in other um, authorities, too, and there was a war in in heaven, political. Even angels were political, and um, some left and some stayed here, and he claims that they're midwares. They're kind of like like angel guardians, and and some of the primitive cultures 
regarded them as gods, like the Greek myths. Apollo is probably one of those. And and they even say that Jesus was a higher dimension person from, from another world. He wasn't just a mortal. Anyway, it's just fascinating. Um, I'm just starting to read those books now. It opens up one's eyes about the, the about the history of our planet. Something just came to mind, Phyllis, when you talked about Jesus. And I don't. I know we we don't want to get into religion per se, but um, uh, it is, I think, uh, part of the paranormal in a way. It's a bit of a stretch, but spirituality. There is um, a number of people who are very convinced that Jesus actually learned all of his spirituality in India, that he went to India as a young man, which would account for the years that he suddenly was unaccounted for. And it's very interesting. I'm quite interested in Hinduism, for example. Uh, I'm not a practicing Hindu, but I'm interested in, in comparative religions. I've had a lot to do with it. And it's interesting that the the, the allegories, the um, the the metaphors that he used preaching in uh, back in uh, in in uh, Palestine are strikingly close to Hindu beliefs and pre- and and uh, beliefs and principles. Have you come across that uh, discussion at all in uh, in your work? Oh yes, yes. Edward Martin wrote a book about that. that he and Paul Davids actually went to Europe and tried to retrace the the journey um, that Jesus allegedly took. And I, I find it fascinating. It makes makes total sense to me. There's been several books written about the lost years of Jesus. Well, to me personally, it, it seems to fit together. But you're the guest. I'm not, yes. <laughs> not the guest. I'm asking you what you think and uh, just trying to get your take on it. Uh, I would, uh, with your permission, I'd like to go back to something you mentioned a while back in the show, and that is palm reading, palms, palmistry. Uh, I don't think we should uh, skim over that because that's fascinating. It's been around for so long. What do we know about the origin of palmistry? And of course, just as importantly, what do we know about the accuracy of palmistry? Well, I guess it depends on the palm reader. Um, I learned it in college from, I think there's some Vietnamese people. Um, there were students at college, and they they taught me. It was a very ancient part of their culture. I think Benham was the original the historian who wrote about palmistry. It was an old, old book. But, yeah, I can make people cry <laughs> By telling, um, sometimes I'm I'm on that I can do it, but it takes a lot of energy. I used to make, read poems at parties. How accurate were you in your predictions? Um, I'm I'm looking at the laws of scientific hand reading by Benham, B E N H A M, an ancient book. I guess pretty pretty accurate. Um, I used to read it at uh, wealthy people's parties and. And, and sometimes they'd cry. <laughs> I guess that's accuracy. But if I saw there was going to be a death or something terrible, I, I wouldn't say that. Now, just talking but about the technique that, of palm reading, do you actually have to see the physical palm, or could a high-resolution photo give you enough information? Are you hinting? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's always a possibility. 
Well, it's almost like reading an aura, reading a palm. I think you, you look at the energy from someone's hand. You know, all the nerve endings in the fingertips, there's more nerves there than anywhere in, in a body. So I think when you, you look at someone's palm or hand and, and touch it, then the information just comes. Okay, so it has to be a physical contact. I've heard, I've heard uh, conflicting uh, information about which palm should be red, male or female, depends on uh, the, the sex. And uh, is it the left hand, the right hand? Can you sort that out for us, please, Phyllis? Usually the, the, the dominant hand, like say you're right-handed, that's the attributes you have developed in this lifetime. And the left hand would be what you brought in into you this lifetime. That's your, you know, the recessive hand or the... What if you use both hands? You're a switch hitter. Use both hands. Well, I, I guess that's, uh, that's good. Um, yeah, you just have to read both, both hands. I have to tell you, my new great-granddaughter, she was born in September of last year. She's, uh, uh, she has a double simian line on both hands. It's like, oh, my gosh. That's like one out of a hundred or a thousand people have that. The simian line is the line that runs across the, across the hand. And gifted people, the, the monkeys have it. That's why they call it the simian line. It's very rare. And it's very, um, very gifted, but very troubled if there's on one hand. I've, I've known several people. In fact, I was married to one that has a simian line. And he was a genius, but he was a rascal. Uh, it's just some really fascinating things about reading poems. Uh, there's the, of course, the the famous or infamous lifeline. Isn't that the one that starts at the base of the thumb and goes up towards the yep. index finger? Correct. Yes. Yeah. And is it true, in your opinion, that the longer the line, the longer the life? Is it that simple? Usually it depends on if there's crosses in it, if there's anything crossing the lifeline. That would indicate right. uh, like an illness or a disease or yeah. something. I'm just looking at my both of my palms, the left and the right. I have a very long lifeline, and I don't see any intersections, nothing serious. So maybe I'm on the right track. I'd like to hope so. Well, you, you'll have to email your, your palm prints, uh, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> I'm sure that Gene would love to have his reading as well. Well, if it could be done with a photograph, sure. If you have to feel my hand, you know, that's going to require a technology that we haven't perfected yet, unless E.T. can help us along. I, I, I really would like to continue, if I may, uh, Gene, on this palmistry, because sure. it, it really is interesting. I remember as a kid... Now, this is, I don't know if it's still done. It's, you know, millennia ago. But I remember as we drove from New Jersey uh, down to Florida on the old roads, there was, there was no interstate. What is it, 95 didn't exist? You had to go through every hamlet uh, along the way through every state in between. And as you went towards the south, got into the south, I remember... There were signs out everywhere, palm reading, palm reading, palmistry. You know um, what? We have to do our break any, now. It, we have to do our break, and we'll continue with palm reading for yeah, fun and profit. Be, no, we can start. That sounds like a nice book, Palm Reading for Fun and Profit, with Gene and Phyllis and Bob. You're in. The Paracast. 
Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. In the last 12 months, the Federal Reserve has added over $4 trillion to their balance sheet. It's led to an explosion in financial assets, stocks, bonds, commodities, cryptocurrencies, housing prices have all exploded higher. But the Federal Reserve can't keep this going forever. This is unsustainable. It's why you need Advantage Gold. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. We don't pay celebrities millions of dollars. We pass that value on to you. It's why we're number one. Call 800-900-8000 now. Speak with one of our experts and learn how. We'll send you a free gold kit and a copy of my national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call 800-900-8000 now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-475-0092 That's 800-475-0092 Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD Family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Palm reading for fun and profit. I'm kidding. Phyllis Galdi of Fate is joining us with Bob Zanotti, our guest co-host, and he's our staff announcer. And Bob is telling us about the trip down to Florida where you have to take the side roads. There was no interstate yet. That's and you right. pass all these little towns and you see the palm readers. Go on, please. Yeah, uh, i just wondering if that's coincidence, uh, to use a crass term. Is that a racket down there, or is there some uh, intense belief in palm reading in the South as compared to the North, at least in the United States? Well, it, it can be a racket, uh, certainly. It, it might be an easy way for for folks to uh, tune into your psyche, I guess. I guess people need a need to make a living, but I know that my late ex mother in law, Helen, had some interesting capabilities, interesting abilities. She did dousing and other stuff, and she grew up in a very tiny town in rural Alabama. Maybe it is being in a place where you're away from the influences of the big city? And maybe a lot of superstition, and that's another possibility. Uh, some of those places out there, well, years ago anyway, maybe not now, those the bayous and the swamps and the, the marshes and spooky sounds during the night, maybe it uh, gave birth to some of this, I don't want to say superstition, because personally I'm wide open and very open-minded about such things. We're in the general ballpark of divination, divining things in a way, the future, telling the future, reading people's health. And I, even in medicine today, I understand that doctors, seriously, as specialists, some of them can look at the footprints of children or the, the lines on the feet of infants and uh, as a as a marker for their for possible health problems and so on, you know there there's maybe something to it. I, one of my favorite expressions is today's medicine is tomorrow's quackery, and today's quackery is tomorrow's medicine. Uh, medicine has a habit of vacillating constantly as time goes on. Uh, things like dowsing, uh, it's almost accepted scientifically these days finding water i mean this must be the kind of thing that's also have, would have been in fate magazine phyllis well yes we've had many articles on dowsing in fact i have a, a personal friend and neighbor who does dowsing and she's worldwide world famous she's done uh, labyrinths all over the world uh, yeah she, it definitely uh makes sense she finds water Easily, we had a water. We called them water witches when I was growing up. They found farm water on our farm in North Dakota. It was just a neighbor lady, just an uneducated, nice neighbor lady. But she had had the, and I have seen um, our hired man was able to find water, and I held his arms. I was a little girl, and he was going to show me where the water was, and and there was so much. Um, power on his arms he couldn't he couldn't uh take it away you know the the rod or stick whatever it was 
for the well of the water. It was so strong that it pulled this, his muscular arms down. So there was a, it, he didn't know where it was. I mean, it was, it was definitely a force. Where do you stand, Phyllis, on the question of uh, what's loosely termed spiritual healing, laying on of hands? I think it definitely has a place. Well, we just did an article on a spiritual healer in the Philippines in the last issue of Fate Magazine. And um, there's many documented cases of spiritual healing. There's some that are fraudulent. Well, certainly, I have a heart procedure coming up, a couple. If I could do that by spiritual healing, that would certainly cure a number of ills. But how could you depend on this? Is there any evidence that spiritual healing works? Or is it a matter of mind over matter that if you believe you're going to get well, that helps the healing process? I don't. I think you can be totally uh, passive. And if the healer is uh, powerful enough, you can't. I mean, they, they show, they open up a, in their stomach and take out a, a, a cancerous piece of uh, tissue. I mean, it's, it, that's been documented. It really works. I think we need to get the med beds um, in in popularity. These medical beds that are, have been invented, which I guess the military supposedly uses, that they can regenerate bones, they can regenerate body parts. Well, if they can regenerate a heart valve or two, I'll go for it. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that would be a great idea because me as a uh, a vegan and animal lover, I uh, don't like the idea of slaughtering a pig <laughs> to get a heart valve. Uh, but that's just my personal comment. In the same realm here, there is a branch of medicine which is accepted as scientific. I'm not, not that I do not accept things that aren't 18 karat gold scientific. On the contrary, I'm very, very open personally. But there is a field called mind-body medicine. It is actually considered part of mainstream medicine and really confirms what has been believed by metaphysicians for millennia, and that is the state of mind, that you can heal yourself. I remember, you know, in the Bible somewhere, and I'm not a Bible scholar, but Jesus gets fed up with people coming to him for healing, and he screams at him and says, heal yourself, you can do it, you know. Um, yeah. Th this is a very important field, and I think there's a lot of potential there. Phyllis. Yes, we've given away all our power to, to, to the, outside to, forces. To the God, to the gods in white coats. Yes. Problem, of course, with all this is how do you know when the gods with the white coats who earn their living from cutting you apart and dealing with the parts and some other method? Because obviously, if you wait too long for a serious condition, it's going to be too late. Well, I can attest to, to that personally. I am against allopathic medicine, much of it, uh, the cutting, and, and uh, I, I shy away from doctors. I remember when my, my brother had his um, eye, eyebrow cut all the way down, my mother got the needle and thread and sewed it up on the farm. And I recently had double hip replacement. I resisted it. I couldn't walk. I was in so much pain. There was so much deterioration. So I, I was tried everything, um, but in the end, I had surgery. 
thank goodness I had a good white coat. He was awesome. So I can walk again now. Does it right, take I a don't. while? Does it take a while to recover from hip surgery? Some people don't really ever recover fully, but I'm uh, I, I can't run a marathon, but but I'm out there um, gardening, walking around, doing anything. I'm pretty much pretty much pain free now. Well, you're getting to be partly bionic. That's the problem here. Getting to be partly bionic with the replacement of the parts. We've got Phyllis Galdi of Fate Magazine with Gene and Bob. You're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. France and the United Kingdom will propose the creation of a safe zone under UN control in Kabul to protect those trying to flee the country. French President Emmanuel Macron told a French newspaper on Saturday that the countries would make that proposal at an emergency UN meeting on Monday, where the ambassadors from the U.S., Russia, China, France, and Britain will meet to discuss the humanitarian and security situation in Afghanistan. And Hurricane Ada continues to strengthen as it moves through the Gulf of Mexico towards the Louisiana coast. The storm is packing maximum sustained winds of 105 miles an hour and is expected to strengthen rapidly as it approaches shore on Sunday. Hurricane warnings are in effect for metropolitan New Orleans, Lake Pontchartrain, and from intracoastal city up to the mouth of the Pearl River. Forecasters say Ida is expected to bring life-threatening storm surge, heavy rains, and flooding, and could produce catastrophic wind damage. The storm's outer rain bands are expected to start moving ashore Sunday morning. This is USA Radio News. One of the universe's biggest mysteries could be solved in just a few years. Mike Fortier explains. British astronomers believe we could be just a few years away from finding out if there's life outside our solar system. University of Cambridge researchers announcing this week the discovery of a new class of Earth-like planets with massive oceans, water-rich interiors, and hydrogen-rich atmospheres. The scientists believe this could be suitable for microbes like what we find in extreme water environments. The researchers say a new telescope, the James Webb Space Telescope, coming out this year, could be a crucial tool in confirming their theory. From the USA Radio News Florida Bureau, I'm Mike Fortier. And Italian Coast Guard vessels have rescued more than 500 migrants who are traveling across the Mediterranean Sea from Libya in a fishing boat. The boat was rescued off the coast of the Italian island of Lampedusa. Local authorities were reportedly looking into whether the group had been wrongfully imprisoned in Libya. You're listening to USA Radio News.
WERGCN, the Genesis Communications Network. We've got listeners, lots of them. Around the world, around the clock, our listeners do what listeners do. They listen. And you know what listeners got? Needs. Needs for your products, your services, and money to buy those needs. With our network of over 1,000 radio stations, streaming on the web, and our satellite transmissions, we're reaching our listeners with quality conservative programming. But there's something our listeners don't have. Your offer to meet their needs. Any business needs buyers. But if our listeners don't hear your message, they're still going to buy what they need. Just not from your business. So let's fix this. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message for our GCN listeners. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Hi, this is James Fox. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We're having a great discussion here with my old friend Phyllis Galdi, the publisher of Fate Magazine, and all the things that are covered in Fate Magazine. We're talking here about spiritual healing, for example, whether rather than cutting and pasting, as doctors want to do, they're more interested in other methods of healing. Bob Sonati, our staff announcer, is our guest co-host. And as I was mentioning before, I have two leaking heart valves. Now, I don't know if there's any other solution there. We have one doctor who says he's going to do open-heart surgery, which I do not want at all because the long recovery process and the failure rate. There are other methods of doing this, such as the method that was done when Mick Jagger got a, a valve replacement. So, you know, there are things they can do. But certainly if we can have spiritual healing or if E.T. came down, and flew their flying saucer above my apartment, and they healed my heart, well, you know, it's going to save me a lot of aggravation. But again, when you have something like that, you can't let it go on forever. You have to make a decision. So we're talking here about alternate methods of healing. Do you cover Edgar Casey very much in fate anymore? Not recently, but um, we certainly have covered him. Well, he would have a cure for you, Gene. Well, I guess we need that Ouija board. I, I like the idea of a, of a show, um, uh, an online seance. Maybe we can get Phyllis involved in that. Um, I have been to a lot of seances and conducted some. Um, I also had an idea to um, have Zoom with the spirits. I know some fabulous mediums who can contact uh, the deceased. And, and I would love to have a Zoom with the spirits show. Well, uh, against this background, Jane, with your permission, it's your show, not mine, but I, would, I, I have a really profound story, which I think fits in here very, very well. I'll try to give you the short version. I mean, uh, you know me, I can talk till the cows come home, but I'll try to give a short version. It's my own personal experience in a seance, and the, the punchline is incredible. May I have a couple of minutes? All right, I'll give you a couple of minutes. Okay. This goes back into 1968. I uh, came to Bern, Switzerland, and I was very interested in spiritualism at the time. And you'll remember, uh, Phyllis, that I think it's still around, Psychic News in London 
I, I wrote to them. I found it on the newsstand here. And I was referred to a spiritualist couple, a Swiss couple who had spent time in New Zealand. Trying to get uh, a short version of this. I went to them and um, there was a seance of the kind you describe, the old-fashioned seance. He was a, a trance medium. And my wife and I, or my wife-to-be and I, sat down there, and all of a sudden, the gentleman went into trance, and he said, Bob, I have a message coming through to you from someone who says he knows you. He is speaking with a Germanic or maybe a Dutch accent. He says he is newly dead. It was a violent death, and you know his son. And the medium asked me, can you identify the spirit? And I said, I'm sorry, I, I just can't. He said, we'll let it go. Now, there were, you, you didn't have uh, overseas phone calls. There was no Skype. You had them, but it was $14 a minute to call Europe. So you wrote letters. My mother sent me a letter that arrived a few days later after the seance. And she wrote to me, George's father was blown up at the Morning Star Paisley Chemical Works in Hawthorne, New Jersey, where I grew up, and they never found the body. He was Dutch. The defense rests. Wow. A true story, I swear. And of course, this is commercial radio, so swearing is prohibited. Only, in, only when, it, when it's for a good purpose. Well, there is that. I swear, I swear an oath. I like the idea of an online seance. But, of course, you know, with this kind of show, we cannot do it by Zoom. We'd have to do something where we communicate and record the proceedings and then let our listeners set it up. I've wanted to get some kind of medium on this show, Phyllis, and maybe you know the person or the person's. I do. But they I always do. chicken out. Um, no, Janice Carlson, uh, she is the medium uh, that I use, and, and she is absolutely wonderful. Um, she still communicates with my deceased partner, David Godwin. He was the brains of the operational fate, and I was the mouth. And he unexpectedly died, and I've had so many wonderful communications with him through her. I've had a few direct uh, direct. So, uh, communications with him myself, but Janice Carlson is the real deal. She's awesome. She can talk to dead people. Oh, I so have Gene, a list of candidates, I'll tell you. Well, Gene, the more I think of this, I, I think that would be really a, a fabulous show because look, I mean, look at the, the, uh, the people in this field who are no longer with us. The great Jim Mosley, Jack Robinson, August C. Roberts, the UFO photographer. He was my production coordinator on Coffee Clutch. And remember, Bill Dott, D-A-U-T, Bill Dott, the spiritualist minister from Patterson, New Jersey, who used to be on the show. You know, what's interesting here, when you look at the list of people on Coffee Clutch, I think the only ones left are me and thee, Bob. I uh, I think so. I mean, we're we're going down. I mean, uh, 
we're getting on. I don't want to pin us down in terms of age, but we're halfway between 70 and 80. You and me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pinning birthdays. it down. Yeah, that pins it down close enough. But yeah. it, what's interesting here is recently, of course, we lost Tim Beckley. Yes. Not too many months ago. And, of course, that certainly was something that fate magazine readers know because he was a regular columnist. In fact, he did a piece recently, I'm noticing, Phyllis, where he talked about, what, the top 10 contactees? Yes. In fact, uh, that was the last article that Tim wrote. I, I had been in contact with him by phone several times. We had many, many good chats. And, and yeah, it was the last article he wrote. That was a loss. I mean, uh, Mr. UFO, I don't know who coined that uh, term, but he certainly knew his stuff and uh, he was very articulate. I, I didn't know Tim too well. You knew him much better, uh, uh, Gene. I mean, he was on my show on Coffee Clutch. In fact, we have clips of it, uh, which reminds me, Gene, um, I have digitized most, not all. Some some got lost. But most of the offbeat or paranormal shows that you and I did with people like Jim Mosley and Jack Robinson and Augie Roberts and Dom Luchesi and Tim Beckley, we have to do something about that. Otherwise, they're going to they're going to die with us. Well, you know, we've been talking about this and maybe give listeners a heads up. I have a bunch of them right here. Not all of them. I have episodes featuring Gray Barker. Yeah, Remember, sure. Gray Barker and the Men in Black? He's the originator in terms of public information of the Men in Black myth that became a graphic comic book and, of course, they had a blockbuster film. But it all began with Gray Barker and his book, They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers. We had the late Ivan T. Sanderson and other I people. I did two shows with him, Gene. Yes, you did, and I have them sitting here. They're from the 60s. Maybe what we're going to do here, and we have to work it out with Bob, if you are a subscriber to the Paracast Plus, we'll make those episodes available. The audio quality is quite good. I mean, there's background noise because they come from analog recording tapes. But the quality is quite good, quite listenable, and we'll do something. We're talking to Phyllis Galdi of Fate Magazine. Maybe we'll have a seance. Hmm. With Gene and with Bob, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the 
coming of the protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. You see what I mean? With our previous co-host, he had to use this $1.95 echo machine when he did the Paracast Stinger. Bob Zanotti, he is a built-in echo machine. Is that correct, sir? I just cup my hands around the microphone and speak like in the great days of the spiritual horror movies of the 1930s and 40s. It's all an art, ladies and gentlemen. 
Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow do. The shadow knows. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's a bird. It's Superman. Well, you know, it's very interesting here when we talk about the shadow. And we're just kidding here. The shadow was a pulp fiction character from Street and Smith Publications in the 30s. Phyllis Galdi, do you remember the shadow? Oh, yes. Only the shadow knows I. My, my partner, David, use that ha-ha-ha all the time. It's funny here. The Shadow was a pulp fiction character that went to radio, and the Shadow novels were written by a part-time magician named Walter B. Gibson, writing under a pseudonym. He used to be a regular guest on the Long John Neville radio show in the 60s and 50s. He wrote 300 novels of The Shadow, now, the shadow learning in the Orient, the power to cloud men's minds. Now, if you look at the film version of The Shadow with Alec Baldwin as Lamont Cranston back in the mid-90s, if you remember that now, and now look at a film from the early 2000s, Batman Begins, where Bruce Wayne goes to the Orient to learn how to fight crime. And don't you think, and it happens to be a matter of fact, that Batman is in some respects based on the shadow. Well, I think there was something common to all of them. And don't forget the Green Hornet. That was another one. The Green Hornet, by the way, was the name Britt Reed. The last name Reed was also the name of the Lone Ranger. He was a distant descendant of the Lone Ranger. That's part of the legend because he was created by the same people back in the 30s and 40s. Now, they had this really horrible film of the Green Hornet, what, several years ago? We don't want to mention the actor who did it. It was just dreadful. But there was a TV series from the producers of Batman where Bruce Lee played Cato in the mid-60s. And that was a very well-done TV series. It only lasted one season of the Green Hornet. Very, very well done. I still think it's on YouTube free, if you want to catch it. But the Green Hornet was also one of these characters kind of loosely based on the shadow concept. Phyllis, if I may, unless I'm interrupting your train of thought, Gene. I have like no to... train of thought. The train has gone off the rails. Go ahead, my Oh, friend. yeah, the train has left the station. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keeping with the spirituality, or not spirituality, but spiritualism, a bit of a different story, uh, although loosely related. Um, you talked about going to seances. Have you ever been able to bring back the spirits of famous people, of people maybe you worked with? Not that, you know, the normal... Uh, the normal person is not important, but I mean, people who everyone would know. Have you ever been able to uh, bring back those spirits? Well, that's an interesting question. Usually when someone dies, I uh, am able to see them. They, they manifest. Yeah, just to interrupt you there, I mean, to catch you on this, 
Uh, how I'm sorry, I don't catch you on this. I mean, to just to to clarify clarify this, do they appear with clothing? Do they appear nude? Do you see only a face? Uh, is it uh, the classic uh, white sheet with a uh, a vague face on it? How do they look? Just like they they normally do. Like for instance, Carl Whiskey, the owner of Llewellyn, after he died, I saw him. He had his gray sport coat on that he always wore to the meetings at the there. I saw Martin Caden um, when he died, and uh, they just looked like normal. My aunt, um, she was in the hospital. They they botched her stomach surgery, and and I saw her sit up on the hospital bed, and she called for her husband. You know, like come and take care of me. Uh, just, just ordinarily, they they look the same. Frank Pibby, I saw him. He was surrounded in a beautiful golden aura. No, they they use they look like themselves. My deceased partner, he came and visited with me, and and he had a a, a plaid shirt on. I said, "Where did you get that shirt?" In, in my dream, and, and he said, "Oh, I, you know, I got it." And I said, "Where did you get the teeth?" Because he had dentures. He said, "Oh, I found some." I mean, it was just just like they they normally are. How I have seen the deceased people. It's incredible because the skeptic would just jump in and say, how is that possible you don't take your clothes with you into the spirit world? But how do we know that? How, how, we don't know anything, you know? Uh, there's so much skepticism around, so much debunking, but we know nothing. Nobody that I know of can tell us who we are, where we are, why we are, how this whole system functions, this creation we live on, and yet we are so skeptical. Uh, maybe it's just simply a mechanism we do not understand. I know the Hindus, to go to them, they talk about several layers of the body. They have the subtle body, the, the gross body, the spiritual body, the etherical body, and so on. Maybe, you know, the, the, you take the, the radiation of your clothing with you into the spirit world. I mean, we have to be open to these things, Phyllis. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes. And, and I mean, I, I think they can manifest whatever clothing they want. Maybe some of, the, some of them wear robes uh, or gowns or, and some just wear their, their regular clothes. Well, even that, maybe I, that's I read, a matter of energy, too. That you're seeing not the physical manifestation of someone's clothing, but the energy that's created when it produces this image of someone there wearing their clothes. That's exactly kind of reminds you of the movie. Make, Gene. That's exactly what I mean by the so-called subtle body. It's it's not a, a it's not a physical body. It's not yet a spiritual body, but something in between. Uh, the Hindus have a word for it. I'm going to throw in something here which is not a state of disbelief, but when you see something that reminds you of your old friend, whoever, so your former companion, Phyllis, or anyone you might have known, how do you know it's the real person, not something or some force creating that image for your benefit? I, I think it's a, it's a gut feeling. I think somewhere in your heart or your gut, you have a truth detector that that bypasses your brain. I think your real your real energy, uh, intelligence is is in your gut. 
Well, I think that expression, gut feeling, I mean, it comes from somewhere. You yeah. know, a lot of the folk expressions have make a lot of sense, really. They come from somewhere. You know, people say, oh, it's just a cliche. Well, cliches are usually based on something which is so true and uh, and repetitious that you can't express it in another way. I agree. Were you going to mention the, the Bakatan uh, gene? Oh, yes. I know we, since we were getting into ghosts and everything, I mentioned before we started this episode something I had read in a recent issue of the magazine, a current issue, as a matter of fact, something called a Bakatan, which is a ghost detector. Now, we've talked about UFO detectors on the Paracast, as you know. Our former co-host, Chris O'Brien, is one of those who's been instrumental in creating such a device. So tell us, Phyllis Galdi, we have to break in a moment here, but tell us about a Bakatan. It's a small crystalline uh, um, square. It's got, I don't know, batteries in it, and it supposedly goes off when a ghost is near. It blinks, and depending on the, the, the how good the ghost is, it blinks different colors. And I was now, that to, uh, can start an interesting discussion. Let me just say, we have Phyllis Galdi. She's with Fate Magazine as editor and publisher, and we're talking about something in a column that she wrote for Fate Magazine at fatemag.com, by the way, if you want to check it out, or you can just Google Fate to find the publication. We'll have more to talk about with Phyllis and Jean and with Bob. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. We have all seen and perhaps used the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Have you ever noticed how it dries your skin and as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective? With bacteria and virus problems, sanitizers and hand washing are the first line of defense against infectious disease. GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam meeting or exceeding all requirements as set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration as a first aid antiseptic. When it comes to sanitizers, it only makes sense that it lasts till the next application and doesn't dry and crack your skin, inviting infection. For long-lasting alcohol-free sanitizing, 
Come to GCNteam.com keyword antibacterial. That's GCNteam.com antibacterial or call 877-878-4203. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Bob Zanotti is our guest co-host and staff announcer. Phyllis Galdi is staying with us for a little bit more because we roped her in. Publisher, editor of Fate Magazine. And she has a picture of this little crystalline device on a chain called a Bacatan. And I see it's glowing kind of like an apple blue in the picture that I see of the magazine. Now, the question here is, which is, I guess, sensible, what is the mechanism involved and what is it detecting? Who knows? Uh, a frequency, there are lots of ghost detectors on the market that you can purchase, and they, they, they kind of creeped me out. Anyway, uh, I was gifted one of these little devices and I was sitting watching television in the quiet house. All of a sudden, the damn thing goes off. Boom, boom, boom. And it scares the heck out of me. And then I asked Janice Carlson, my medium, uh, about the ghost detectors. This was a good thing or a bad thing. And then she laughed. She said, David, was my deceased partner, was just messing with me. <laughs> I mean, he was, how do you get even with a spirit? I'm going to kick his butt when I see him in the next lifetime. But, yeah, he was just, just teasing with me, just messing with me. But they, they are, he said they were not a bad thing. So some of the ghost sectors were kind of evil. I think they allowed bad spirits to come in. But this one evidently is safe. Phyllis, do you have to use a special type of crystal to do this? Do you have to do some treatment of the crystal to imbue it with this range of sensitivity? It, it looks like it's actually made out of plastic is what it looks like with some little kind of funny, tiny, tiny batteries in it, like you'd have on a wristwatch. Okay, if it has a battery, what is it powering? Is it some know. kind of electronic no I guess you can, you can look online and, and see what you find out about Bacatan. I think they must be made in the Orient. We aren't smart enough to make anything like this here. Well, if I could jump in about this subject, um, speaking as a radio ham... Uh, the uh, subject of crystals and their relationship to radio frequency current or vibrations, if you wish, uh, is is quite common in uh, radio frequency engineering. I'm not prepared to offer an explanation how these work, but I can maybe move us in a roughly that direction. Crystals have what's called, if I pronounce it correctly, I forget, I used to know this to get my ham radio license, piezoelectric uh, properties. In other words, if there is a strong magnetic force around, specifically radio frequency force, a crystal will activate. It will get excited. Um, For example, uh, radio stations, transmitters, broadcast transmitters, Uh, At least they used to use crystals to determine 
an exact radio frequency. If somebody was broadcasting like WABC New York on 770, that had to be absolutely precise. And it was crystal controlled. The crystals can be shaved down, uh, shapened to respond to one and only one frequency. Now, how this would affect the spirit world, I don't know. But I do know, for example, um, maybe it's not so popular now because we don't use uh, the old um, monitors, you know, the uh, the television monitors, these, uh, these uh, things that used to use uh, bombarding uh, electrons, you know, what are they called? I can't think of the term at the moment. CRT. Anyway, the old... CRT, cathode ray tube. Right. Okay. Uh, in the days when uh, we use cathode ray tubes for television or for, for PC screens, it was very popular over here. I don't know how it was over there in the States, but over here you could go to a, uh, a minerals store and get pink quartz. And if you were to put that near the screen, it would absorb all the radiation uh, so it would not bombard the body. And I can tell you, because I felt it myself, if you if you had it there uh, after several hours or a couple of days, uh, if you picked it up, you almost got a mild electrical shock because the crystal absorbed that energy. And the recommendation was to wash it under cold water, which brought it to cold water ground, brought it back into the ground, cleaned the crystal, in other words, you could start again. So maybe, I mean, this, this vague theory would be that somehow the crystal responds to energy coming from a spirit body. How this would function, sorry, I can't offer an explanation. All I can do is set the ball in motion. I was looking at eBay, by the way. They have a Bacatan. It's called Ghost Detector Ghost Rock Bacatan. Looks almost identical to the one you have in Fate, Phyllis. It's $39. Maybe this is the one. And the shipping from Japan is $13. And it doesn't tell me what kind of battery it uses. I'm looking at the picture of it right now. It doesn't tell me what kind of battery it uses but have you looked and checked, or do you just look at it as a closed box, Phyllis? I have not taken it apart, no. I wouldn't know what I was looking at. It, it looks, I and mean, it's clear, it's transparent, the, the plastic uh, casing, and there's a bunch of like little tiny, tiny, funny-looking batteries inside it. But the fact that it can change colors, sometimes it's blue, sometimes it's red, sometimes it's purple. Well, that would make it's sense. Very from unnerving. A yeah, it would, it would make sense from a technical point of view, depending on what kind of energy is going into it. Um, may I go back to flying saucers for a moment? Okay, uh, let's have our flying saucer sound. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> okay, UFOs, UAPs. We don't get into that. We we still call them flying saucers. We all know what we're talking about. Um. You mentioned a long time ago on the show, Phyllis, that um, you thought they were ETs, which means that they come in some kind of a craft, I would imagine, visiting Earth 
maybe to look back on what they created here, to go back to that subject we were talking about a long time ago. What about these other theories, though? The 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 multi-dimensional theory that they come from another time time travelers where do you stand on that uh, do you do you still think that they are physical beings coming from another planet maybe to look in on us and what happened to us over all these millennia or do you entertain the possibility of another theory well, I, I think they're, they can, they can shift through dimensions. They, they can be visible or they can cloak themselves. I mean, Star Trek was, was wonderful to open up this world for us, but I think they can, they can just change frequencies so you can see them and all of a sudden, poof, they, they can cloak themselves so you can't see them. And I think time travel is certainly possible too. Time, it all makes sense. Time travel to me, of course, has all those crazy contradictions. And that, of course, is from watching too many sci-fi shows. Where they go back in time to screw around with the past to fix the future. Well, that's the, the great dilemma. You know, I mean, this is, uh, nobody can solve it. That's why it's a dilemma. It's a paradox. Uh, it's maybe only a paradox because we don't understand it yet. Uh, maybe one day we will uh you know look at our own history here take any aspect of our existence on this planet medical so-called science social development racism uh social development pick anything you want and look back just 50 years or a hundred years. I mean, they used to burn witches in Salem. I don't think they do that anymore. That's Well, we have to go s- visit Salem and make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> Phyllis, Gene, and Bob, you're in. The Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. In the last 12 months, the Federal Reserve has added over $4 trillion to their balance sheet. It's led to an explosion in financial assets, stocks, bonds, commodities, cryptocurrencies, housing prices have all exploded higher. But the Federal Reserve can't keep this going forever. This is unsustainable. It's why you need Advantage Gold. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver the right way. 
Call 800-900-8000. We don't pay celebrities millions of dollars. We pass that value on to you. It's why we're number one. Call 800-900-8000 now. Speak with one of our experts and learn how. We'll send you a free gold kit and a copy of my national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call 800-900-8000 now. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pau Diarco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus doesn't grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. That's Shop, S-H-O-P, Super, S-U-P-E-R, T-T-E-A, dot com. So the complete website is ShopSuperTea.com. Or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, California time. That's ShopSuperTea.com at 818-984-6100. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We are so happy to have roped in Phyllis Galdi to stay for the full show. She's editor and publisher of Fate Magazine, and she has a special offer it's not really an ad. It's just a promo for listeners to the Paracast. Phyllis, what would you like to do? Well, anyone who would like a free electronic issue of Fate Magazine, just send me an email, phyllis at fatemag.com, and I'll shoot you off an e-issue of Fate. Phyllis at fatemag.com. That's it. No spam. Perfect. Just send your email address, and she'll send you the magazine. And by the way... The electronic version of the magazine is just simply great. It's in full color, by the way. Okay? I mean, you can buy a, a real printed version, like the old days. But, you know, nowadays you can just look online and reading. I'm looking at it right now. And it's just really, really nicely done. Fate Magazine. And we're glad, so happy to have you aboard to hang out with us as we do this show. 
And we were talking before, and Bob brought this back, about UFOs, UAP, flying saucers. Before we get into any more of that, Phyllis, what term do you prefer? UFO, UAP, flying saucer, what? Uh, UFOs. It's easy. Also, just UFO. UAP, do you think, Phyllis, they did that to try to move everything away from UFO because there have been so many negatives about that term? I don't think the term itself is negative. It's what the news pundits uh, try to paint it as. The term itself is, is innocuous. It's just what the media likes to change around. I think you're absolutely spot on there, as our British cousins would say, Phyllis. I think there is really no significance in the term at all. I think it's a generational thing. It's like so many other things that change with time. Uh, the people in control, the people in the Pentagon, the people in other uh, military and governmental offices, they did not grow up with the term UFO like we did. It doesn't mean the same thing. And there is a tendency among young people to chuck out everything, which is, you know, what, what's the old expression from the 70s? Don't trust anybody over 20. Uh, I think that's basically what it is. I don't think there's any logic behind this. Uh, and I totally agree with you. And I think Gene agrees as well. I, I'm, I'm all in favor of sticking with UFO, a UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. So what's the difference? It's the same thing. It Aerial, flying, they're talking about something in the air. So why do we quibble and argue and split hairs over what we call it? We all know what it is. And I, I, I'm, I'm in favor. I vote for UFO myself. Simple is easy. Yes, keep it simple. Kiss, keep it simple and stupid. Oh, by the way, before we were mentioning who coined the words Mr. UFO for Tim Beckley, it was Ace Fraley of Kiss. <laughs> that was synchronicity. That's why I had to mention uh, you it. Know, I'm going to try and contact Beckley in spirit. I'm going to have my medium see if he can, uh, you know, just say hello. The, I've heard this over and over. The dead do not like to be forgotten. They're not dead. They're alive and well in a different dimension, a different frequency. So I'm going to try and say hello to Mr. Beckley from uh, through my medium. I have to jump in here, Phyllis, because I, on the, exactly this point, I remember having a discussion with, the, with Jack Robinson and Bill Dott, the spiritualist minister, about this. Are the dead watching us? Are they looking over our shoulders? Do we have to feel embarrassed or wondering who's watching us when we go to the bathroom or do other things? I'm sure they're busy with with their lives there, but I think they, they check in on us. I can tell. I was playing the piano a couple of weeks ago, and my mother and my dad were there behind me. I felt them. So they just stopped in. I'm supposed to say hello. I, I think they're too busy to watch us going to the bathroom, but I, I think that they're, <laughs> they're around. I remember Bill Dott's um, answer to that question, and he said, uh, actually, it was, um, oh, no, it wasn't Bill Dott. I, I interviewed years ago for Swiss Radio International uh, at a um, 
a meeting in in Basel I told you about before. Uh, I can't think I can't think of her name. A very very well known English spiritual medium, and I asked that same question, and she said, "Well, maybe it was a typically English answer." She said, "Spirit is like the people on Earth." They have learned good manners, and if they have learned good manners in this physical life, they will carry on discretion and good manners in the life beyond. So it is impolite to watch people in the bathroom or to do other things. (laughs) That's the way she put it. I love it. (laughs) It's true, yeah, yeah. But it, it does not exclude the possibility that some voyeurs are out there watching us. Well, of course, we're getting very grisly on the show. Soon this will be the grisly cast, not the Paracast. So let's watch it. No, I, I uh, anyway, uh, may I, I bring up something which we have totally ignored until now? And I think it, it is a crime, a sin, not to bring up the question of dreams. This also has figured prominently in Fate magazine. And as we've heard in the course of the show so far, I think, Phyllis, that you tend to identify with everything that you print. And I'd love to hear your take on dreams. We all dream. There's no, I don't think anybody will dispute that fact. Even animals dream. We know that. That's been proved. What, why do we dream? What do you think you know anyway about why we dream and the function of dreaming? I think we have to dream. Um, That's what the cults do. Sometimes they keep people awake. They do not let them dream, go into that state. I think that's when your body restores itself. Your psyche works things out. uh, And you can program your dreams and and ask for answers and keep a dream journal. And there's lucid dreaming where you're awake when you're dreaming. They're absolutely necessary to our sanity. Uh, Of course, conventional psychology, or at least a branch of it, would say that it helps us to work out frustrations, problems, issues that are in the unconscious. Uh, Is there something more to it than that, do you think? Is it maybe even sometimes a message from beyond? Oh, definitely. I think we get information. We we get uh, uh, communication with other other worlds, maybe it's our angels, our spirits, who knows. But there's, there's many, many uh, important functions of a dream. What is your position on the issue of demons? Number one, do they exist? Number two, how can we avoid them? Because they're not very pleasant beings. I think demons are, are mainly thought forms, that they, they really don't have much power unless uh, we are weak and allow them in. We've got more to come with Phyllis Galdi of Fate Magazine. And Gene and Bob, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. 
We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. USA Radio News. I'm Brad Bernards. The U.S. State Department is urging U.S. citizens and others to leave the area of Kabul's Hamad Karzai International Airport immediately, citing a specific credible threat. The alert comes hours after President Joe Biden was warned by commanders that another terrorist attack was highly likely in the next 24 to 36 hours. For the live stream, so we are here. Uh, the, the Antifa and LGBT groups are getting ready to come counter-protest a uh, straight pride event. A group of Antifa were saved by police after they were beaten and forced to retreat at a violent left versus right protest in Modesto, California. Conservatives held a straight pride event in Modesto on Saturday when Antifa and other left-wing protesters showed up to start trouble. This is USA Radio News. Two new studies from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention show fully vaccinated Americans' immunity to COVID-19 is waning as the more transmissible Delta variant continues to spread across the country. One study, which focused on frontline healthcare workers, found that vaccine effectiveness declined by nearly 30 percentage points since the Delta variant became the dominant strain in the U.S. The analysis also concluded that the COVID-19 vaccines were 80% effective in preventing infection among among the frontline healthcare workers. Joe Kent, a congressional candidate who served in Iraq, said the U.S. military lied about the progress in Afghanistan for two decades in an interview with Fox News host Tucker Carlson on Thursday. Nearly two decades of lies come unraveling. The U.S. military has been saying for nearly two decades we've built this Afghan government and this Afghan army and that they were worthy of the sacrifice of our brave young men and women and that they would hold. This is USA Radio News. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big, bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-985-1610. That's 800-985-1610. This is Big the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Exactly according to my plan. You know, when you bring up demonic scenarios, as you know, Phyllis Galdi of Fate, 
there are people who believe that UFOs are demonic. So what do you think about the theories, Phyllis, that maybe, perhaps, just perhaps, some UFOs might have some demonic aspect? I mean, there are whole religions, whole groups of people who will maintain that. I don't think they're, they're, they're demons. The, the messages I get from, from Spirit, from David and others, that there, there are good ETs and there's some ETs that don't have our best interests at heart. Um, they can be rapacious, but I, I don't think they're, they're demons in any sense of the word. They're just, they're just uh, adventurers and, and some are, are helpful and watching us and some just want to take advantage of us. That reminds me, uh, Phyllis, of something that uh, I keep mentioning him, uh, Bill Dott, who was a, a well-known spiritual uh, spiritualist, a spiritual minister in Patterson, New Jersey. We knew uh, he's no longer with us, at least in the physical plane. And he brought up this biblical phrase that there are nasty spirits, nasty entities, and I've talked to some other people about it from the Hindu point of view, and they say it's it's really largely exaggerated, this thing about demons. Exactly as you say, they're not as powerful as we'd like to think they are. I think Hollywood makes too much of it. Um, they are really sort of corrupt, you know, nasty people. And Bill told me, when you go into spirit, you carry with you the personality and the traits you had in the physical life. And if you're, you know, a nasty person, if you're an angry person, if you're mischievous, if you're a scoundrel in this life, you will be one in the spirit world. And there, of course, is, I guess, where the issue of connecting to demons is concerned. And I don't want to, um, I want to, I know we were on, practically the last segment here. Uh, in this connection, the Ouija board, uh, I wonder what you think of people who sit, the, the claim or the worry, the fear, uh, is that people are playing with demonic spirits and don't know how dangerous it is. What do you think of all of this? Well, I have done Ouija board a lot with my family, and we've had many wonderful experiences, and I had one really bad experience, and I had to have people um, take this negative entity off me. I had like three, four healers had to had to get it out of my aura. So there, there's some mischievous bad spirits in the Ouija, too. It depends on where your frequency, your vibration is what kind of spirit you attract on the Ouija board. It's like an open door, like you're walking into a bad bar. You don't know who's in there. You, you feel right away. That's a great metaphor. You walk into a, a bad bar. You feel it. You know, we have this ability. You feel right away that I don't belong here. Let's get out of here. And this, of course, applies also to spiritualism you know you can feel that you're going in the wrong direction and i suppose you would agree with a lot of people who recommend that you never for example do the ouija board alone or uh, try to conduct a seance on your own you should always have a spiritual battery of people to pull you back would you agree with that I don't know that it's necessary. It depends on how intact your own spirituality and where your vibration is. My nephew used to do the Ouija by himself, and I'd watch him, and he was just fine. He was talking to our grandfather. 
and it was no big deal. By the way, just as a little anecdote, uh, how many people realize where the word Ouija, Ouija board comes from? It's a combination of the French and German words for yes. We, oui, French, ja, J-A, German for yes. Okay, we're going to patent that phrase. Somebody already did. Yeah, right. Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers. Yes, I had one of the original Parker Brothers Ouija boards going back about, you know, 60 years or so ago. I have no idea where it is. It was initially a parlor game that was very popular in the 30s when, uh, when spiritualism was absolutely flourishing. There were, uh, Hollywood, too. There were so many things. I mentioned Charlie Chan before, and there were others. You know, there was always this mysticism. Before we go on, Charlie Chan. I think a lot of our listeners don't know that this was an Oriental detective. They made a number of movies of the character in the 30s and 40s. And he was kind of like an Oriental version or an Asian version of Sherlock Holmes. Yes, exactly. And he was um, actually um, uh, Biggers, I think was his name. Uh, I don't remember his full name. Uh, an American writer who, uh, Charlie Chan, was a Chinese American in Honolulu who actually existed. And of course, Hollywood really blew him out of all proportion. And he became very mystical and uh, mysterious. Um, and uh, very much like Charlie Chan, but actually, he was very close uh, to um, a character that Agatha, Agatha Christie uh, created. Everybody thinks of Agatha Christie, uh, Miss, Miss Marple. Actually, her primary figure, her primary character, was uh, Hercule Poirot, a Belgian detective who lived in England. And it's quite interesting. We see it we see it over here on British television. We get, you know, like ninety three thousand channels over here. Uh, think of the Bruce Springsteen song song, uh, fifty channels and nothing on TV. <laughs> we only we only watch a few, but we get British television here, um, all kinds of languages. And uh, independent television in Britain, the commercial channels, are running Poirot all the time. And when I watch Poirot, I'm watching Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan. Okay. He was loosely based on a Hawaiian detective, Chang Apana. And he was created by Earl Durr Biggers. Yeah, there you go. The only unfortunate thing here is only a few of the Charlie Chan movies featured an Asian actor playing the character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Werner Olin, who was considered to be the classic Charlie Chan, was Swedish. And uh, Sidney Toller, who my 90-year-old my, uh, my aunt says is the only Charlie Chan, he was Scottish, Scottish-American. But they played the role well. And uh, Werner Oland actually is an interesting side story to this, that he became so he became obsessed with the character, and even if in his private, everyday life, spoke like Charlie Chan, the character he played in the movies. He went a now, bit gaga. 
We've got one more segment to come here, so we're going to move to that. But Speaking yes, of Charlie going Chan, gaga. that is so interesting here. The only thing is here, of course, the speech tended to be a little, a little bit off. You know, I don't say pigeon English, but it was certainly not perfect. Also, Warner Olan played the villain in a movie called The Werewolf of London. I don't well, know if anyone remembers that. Nineteen thirty-five, one of the early, one of the early werewolf movies. Well, he was in the genre. Yes, he was, and that was quite interesting. But there's a whole list here of the various actors who played Charlie Chan, and we have Peter Ustinov, Ross Martin. I can't imagine Ross Martin playing Charlie Chan. I don't know why we got into this. We're talking with. Phyllis Galdi of Fate Magazine. She'll be spending a few more moments with us. So this is and going to be a we're fascinating... We're very grateful for that. Pardon? We're very grateful for that. More to come with Phyllis, Jean, and Bob. You're in... The Paracast. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Yes, the pandemic is coming to an end. Restrictions are coming to an end. But body aches and pains never seem to end. That's why you need to click sunny-bay.com for the best sleep you can get. Sunny Bay's legendary products can help, like our lavender stress-reducing products, locally sourced and handmade in the USA. Or try Sunny Bay's award-winning pillows for traveling or extra neck support while sleeping. No need for pills or expensive chiropractic visits. Our neck support pillows are that good. Sunny Bay is a homegrown small business, but our products are designed and rigorously tested based on your demand and feedback. And they make great gifts for mom, dad, or anyone. Find Sunny Bay products on Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, or at sunny-bay.com. And right now, get free heat patches and a belt with any purchase. So remember, Sunny Bay heating pads, neck pillows, and stress-relieving hot or cold wraps as restrictions come to an end and you get back to work. Do it the healthy way with Sunny Bay. For over 20 years, Extendivite has been helping people. Here is a testimonial from Amazon.com. Glad I found this product. I am 51 years old and started getting headaches a couple of times a week. I went to the doctor and my blood pressure was a little high at around 150 over 95. 
I found out about Extendivite and I ordered some to try it. Immediately, I felt better and it lowered my blood pressure and my headaches went away almost instant. I have been taking it now for about four months and I am so glad I found this product. You won't be disappointed. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or medication, care, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-880-1896. 800-880-1896. That's 800-880-1896. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Phyllis Galdi of Fate Magazine, by the way, she tells us, if you write to Phyllis at fatemag.com, that's the correct email address? Correct, yes. She'll send you along a free digital edition of fate magazine it's identical by the way to the print version all right the digital version has more color than the print version well phyllis i i I think that's really a very magnanimous gesture on your part and i think it will be appreciated by the paracast listeners and there are many good we definitely want people to do this because a magazine like this it's a one-of-a-kind product nowadays. It's loosely based on the pulp magazines of the 40s and 50s in terms of the formatting and everything. But fate stands by itself. Look what well, happened to Life magazine. Look what happened to the Saturday Evening Post. They just don't exist anymore. We're talking about fate magazine. And a lot of people would be cynical and say, who's interested in that? Well, quite obviously... Phyllis has found a, a magic formula here to cater to an audience which a lot of people didn't even think existed, but she's proved it's been going on since 1948, folks. How many publications are still around from that vintage? Hats off to you, Phyllis, and uh, I wish you many, many more years of Fate Magazine. We all do. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's just, it's a labor of love, I, it, and I just consider myself a steward of the magazine. I think you've made that very, very clear, and uh, I think anyone with any kind of sensitivity can feel your sincerity and your interest in this field. It's not about money. It's about something 
a passion, a passion, the French would say. I think that's what makes the difference. I remember um, Edward R. Murrow, the great Edward R. Murrow, the broadcaster and war correspondent, who once said, it's not exactly right on target, but it's, it's close. In radio, the only thing that counts is what comes out of the loudspeaker. And I learned something else in my communication studies, which I later taught at university level. There's some magic about radio that you don't get in video. And that is, in radio, people feel the soul. They're not seeing you. They don't see you. They hear your voice and measure the sincerity, the feeling in your voice. The voice is so underestimated in terms of what it communicates. And when I listen to you, and I say this factually as a professional, as a voice artist, I hear a very sincere person who is really dedicated to what she's doing and deserves support. And that's, I say that most sincerely to you. Thank you. Let me ask you here in our final segment, just a few moments left. What do you have planned for upcoming issues of fate? Well, we have the contactees for this next issue. And then after that, I've heard a lot of flack about this. We're going to, deal with serpents, the serpent culture and snakes, how important they have been in so many civilizations, and what power do they have. You said you've heard a lot of flack about this. How so? Oh, the readers, I don't want a snake on the cover, because they love the covers. That's real important to the readers. Yeah, but some of them get squeamish. But anyway, that's what's going to have is is, uh, we're going to honor the snakes. Well, the snakes have been honored by cultures for millennia and millennia, and I think it's absolutely appropriate that Fate Magazine treat that subject. It certainly is uh, is part of the ballpark. Yes, I, I agree. And another interesting thing, that Fate kind of writes itself. The covers uh, come to me, I think maybe they're from the Curtis and Mary Fuller or Upstairs in Heaven, but I'm kind of told what to do. Or I'll get three articles on crop circles. Oh, I guess I've been, we better write about crop circles now. So the magazine kind of, uh, I'm guided by the articles that come in. So they don't come from my head necessarily. They, they come from someplace else. They come in waves then that suddenly you get three articles on crop circles, or maybe you'll get four on Bigfoot or something like that? Right, exactly. Yep. It sounds to me like you're a great, I don't like the word, the, use the word believer, but you certainly subscribe to uh, Jung's concept of synchronicity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. help from someplace else. It's happened to me personally so many times and so many other people that uh, I just take it for granted anymore. <laughs> you know what yep, I mean? I'd kind of just, mm-hmm. just listen and pay attention. Do nothing and all will be done, the Hindus say. I don't know if that's true, but (laughs) I don't think you'd get out a magazine by doing nothing. So this is every two months? Irregular. Okay. In the best world, yep. As soon as we can afford it, we pay off the one issue, then the next one goes to press. Is it hard to find a printer who can handle this kind of publication anymore? No. In fact, Tim Beckley tried to get me to use his printer in New York. No, there are printers who print this uh, newsprint. You know, irregular production, uh, it occurs to me that it assures the highest quality because you're not under the pressure 
of a, a scheduled run. You run yes. when you think the product is ready and, and, and interesting. Exactly. Now that Pete is on the newsstands, we're not um, under the gun to do that. That's very good. There's probably no worse enemy of good journalism than the pressure of the publication deadline. And you don't have that. Not anymore. <laughs> That's why Fate Magazine has survived. <laughs> it's rolled with the punches. That's right. Do you do anything else other than Fate? Do you have any books published? I have a book publishing company, too, that kind of uh, went dormant while I was having my hip and, and my move here and my, the death of my partner. But now I'm getting that back up and running, too. So I publish books, and I take care of my animals. That's my physical therapy, feeding and watering a bunch of critters. I know there's an article I just read a moment ago as I was looking online for part of this conversation about the advantages, the psychological and medicinal advantages of having pets. Hmm. Hey, Phyllis Galdi, please tell our listeners, if they want to know more about Fate Magazine, where do we send them? Check out our website, www.fatemag.com. We have a really uh, good website, a lot of material. And if you want a free issue, email me, phyllis at fatemag.com. Once again, that's phyllis at fatemag.com. No spam, please, but she will send you a digital copy of Fate Magazine. You get a chance to see what the joy is all about and the option, of course, to subscribe if you wish. How about that? You can find us, by the way, if you go to Twitter. We do have a presence for the Paracast. Also on Facebook. But lately, Facebook, and Facebook does lots of screwy things, folks. Facebook would not let us post our URL. We could say the Paracast a thousand times. We can't put the URL in there, which is weird. And, of course, there is no support. There's no support on Facebook, so, of course... We can't get any help with that. And you want to write to somebody and say, help me, and they won't do it. We have branded merchandise for the Paracast. If you go to the Paracast.shop, the Paracast.shop, or the Paracast.store, it works. Same place. And we have several different logos, including the original Paracast logo and one that Red Pill Junkie did of me, kind of a caricature. Branded merchandise, T-shirts, throw pillows, you name it at the Paracast.shop. And then we have the Paracast Plus, where you get this show free of the network ads and also the After the Paracast podcast. And Bob Zanotti will be hanging with me. We're going to look at the voices of the past and other subjects for this weekend's edition of the After the Paracast podcast. We have a special deal if you subscribe for a lifetime to the Paracast Plus Use the coupon code UFO20 for a 20% discount. For more info, theparacast.plus, theparacast.plus. Phyllis Galdi, thank you so much for hanging with us and joining us on the Paracast. And I would say, if you like the Paracast, you're going to love Fate Magazine. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. It was fun. Paracast.
Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. Thank <laughs> you.